Welcome to Northwest Arkansas Investing Podcast, episode 26. I'm on. It's going to be 25 or 26. Let's let Isaac. Do we have any out. in the bank right now? Or we don't have any in the bank. We're, we put everything out there. So I believe it's going to be episode 25 or 26, somewhere in there. But we have put out more than we expected to this year. Uh, we With are. This is going to be episode 25. So thanks for tuning in for all 25 episodes, everybody. That's a milestone. Uh, it's a milestone in itself. Yeah, uh, there's got to be stats out there on how many uh, podcasts drop off. So I'm feeling very blessed that we're still here. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're kind of up to the point where we're in far enough. We're like, shoot, we're ramping it up in 2024. So oh. we, we're bringing on guests like Jared. We got Jared here today, Jared Martin. Uh, he is a local investor, part of Homestead Inc., I'll let him tell a little bit about himself and his company, uh, but he's a grinder. Uh, we're very thankful to have him on the show uh, for him to represent uh, all the grinders out there. Uh, give give some input and some uh, foresight on the market. So, Jared, would you just kind of start off with a little bit about yourself, maybe who you're, who you're married to, then like going to work and maybe yeah. a little bit about your portfolio? Yeah, uh, I'm Jared Martin, born and raised here in Northwest Arkansas, um, married to Caroline. Uh, I have two babies, a little girl that's four months old, a little boy that's two. So Man. I got my hands nice. Yeah, so I'm uh, my days go by quick. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I went to the U of A, graduated in 2016, um, got my real estate license my last semester of college. And it was a struggle the first two and a half years of real estate. I was just doing, you know, commissions and uh, came across who's still my partner now, but a mentor of mine, mid-2018, and uh, he really showed me the ropes, you know. Uh, that's who I still flip properties with, but, you know, he's been he's been everything to me, just like all that experience that I can tap into, his counsel has really helped me along the way. So yeah. in um, 2017, I got my first duplex. It was actually when me and Carolyn were engaged. I used my FHA on my personal residence when I was like 21, and then when we were engaged, she still had her FHA. Oh, yeah. So I used her FHA to buy our first duplex. That's wow. a lot of trust. You weren't yeah. married yet? Well, I was seeing if she was going to be in for a long Dang. time. I, don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't quite know, but I was trying to find out. That's a winner. Yeah, yeah. So we did the remodel slash live on that one side for a year. And then uh, my family really helped me out as far as just like manual labor, putting that thing yeah. together because I was broke still. So from there, you know, just been plugged in with my partner and, you know, everything's kind of started compound and building some momentum you know to kind of get to the point where it's at today so you were right in the heat of acquiring properties in the 2017 till 2021 good interest rate period yeah yeah now are those i don't want to dive too deep into it yet like are a lot of those on five-year seven-year type yeah yeah so that fha obviously was a 30-year fix of course um but then uh, in 2019, so I didn't buy anything in 2018, bought two in 2019, started getting into commercial in-house financing. Okay. Yeah. So that 2019, that. yeah, the first duplex was uh, 15% down. And then all everything that I have was value add. So, yeah. you know, I have to go in there. It's distress. I'm buying somebody's problem. Go in there and force that appreciation through the remodel. Yeah. Um, but But other than that first duplex in 2019... Every multifamily property there has been, you know, net funded from the bank. Yeah. But that's because of the discount I was able to buy it at. Right. And we'll, we'll dive into how you're able to obtain that with yeah. different strategies. Um, but so really in a, and tell us how many properties you have. I'm at 54 now. Okay. So 
that's a extremely honorable great number for you said your first duplex in 2019 or 17 2017 2017 and 18 19 20, 21, 22 so like five, you got like five six years of grinding and you're at fi- you're at 54 units i mean yeah that's i feel like that's extremely encouraging for anyone listening that like with the right goals, which we'll talk about goals yeah, and yeah. mindset and systems and processes. Like I'm big on systems and processes and I know each and every one of us has those. Like you can accomplish great things. And like, we're, we're all sitting here like wanting to have 54. And I know there's people listening, wanting to have like one or five or however many. Um, so I think we're, we're really excited to get your perspective on a lot of things. Thankful you're here. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty, uh, what is your take on Bobby Petrino uh, coming back to Oh, town? yeah. Well, I'm also in the forgiving business. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm all about letting bygones be bygones. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think the more wins that he gets, you know, I think I'll surprise myself with, you know, how much more forgiveness I can offer. So, yeah. if he can keep bringing, you know, dubs to this football program, mm. I think he's a spark. You know, it's dude. not hurting anything. I think it's a spark we need. What do, you, what do y'all think? Real Man, thing? dude, I love it. I think uh, – it is like the biggest issue with football in general i think is like no one cares sorry iowa no one cares about the defense like the head coach gets in trouble if you don't score points no matter what and uh so my wife she probably didn't listen to this but uh she hated it she was so mad when he got hired yeah he's like what a stupid decision we need to quit recycling coaches which you know it's bad taste but uh i love it i think gunslinging go get some go find me a joe adams please yeah and just just let it ride you know that's all i want the recruits more than i want yeah anything else. yeah 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 so i'm hoping he's got those connects b sill's got a take on this yeah. dude i'm i'm all in you're in i'm all in <laughs> I'm all the in. only reason why i think let's ride yeah. just just as you know if we hired a, a, like i've said before a coach prime like mm-hmm. like a hire like this is probably the only hire that pulled us mm-hmm. out of being mad at Sam yep. Pittman. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. And, and on mm-hmm. top of that, like the whole college football world, it brought publicity to like everybody. So yeah. I, I think that's what Arkansas needs in any sport is publicity. Mm-hmm. Like we, we yeah. need it for recruiting or for whatever. We just need more people seeing our name. And yeah, it's like real estate. It's like Homestead. You know, we're going to get into it. But like you, you were able to grow your business because, I mean, everybody started seeing their name. I mean, I personally have seen your emails for – however long you've been doing it i guess like i've seen your that business name and never put a face to it and so um all the all the tie back i think i think it's a good thing for over under neck braces in the stands twenty thousand week one (laughs) (laughs) october 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 31st 2024 is about to be lit yeah honestly let's get ahead of it let's wholesale some neck braces make a little money that'd be great yeah a little seed funding you know i was i saw a post on facebook it, that I, I get involved in too many Facebook arguments, but people were like just absolutely <laughs> hounding Bobby that are like the decision. And I was like, gosh, like, thank God that like people don't have a microscope on y'all's lives and see like, the, you know, yeah. we're all one decision away from, but being Bobby, right in Bobby's shoes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all of us, not to that severity, but thank God that for second chances in our life, because yeah we need them and i know i don't know i said almost this exactly i was like i don't know the content of bobby's character mm-hmm. or where his heart is but i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that you know, he's probably not going to make the same decision again the same, 
He's not going to make the same mistake again. If he does, that is insane. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say he's learned, he's progressed, and uh, he's probably gonna pretty much keep to himself. So yeah. I, I'm yeah. all, I'm all here for it. Yeah. I mean, where, where were we? Ten and two, eleven one, ten oh, and two. Man, he was getting busy. Mm-hmm. We were getting after it. He got yeah. released 2012. That was my senior year of high school. I was going to the U of A. Thank oh, I was gonna be on this awesome football yeah. program. I got. John Lewis. John Smile. I, for, I forget he was even here. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I'm going through the coaches in my head, I forget about him. Yeah. What, what, was his, what was his thing in the interview? He's like, smell them out. We got to smile. <laughs> I'm like, watch some games. Watch some games. games. <laughs> making some long years. Oh, man. Well, let's uh, let's jump into just some overall viewpoints. What We're going to get into macro and microeconomics just a little bit. We don't have to dive too in depth. But what are you seeing in the nation as a whole? Um, real estate wise, if you do, you have a take on what you're seeing? As I mean, well? I don't know a ton of, of detail there. I mean, I know that unemployment just recently started creeping up. You know, they're making some headway toward that getting that inflation number down. You know, to the point of Jerome saying, "Hey, we're probably going to do some interest rate cuts." Yeah. As man. far as that looks like, I mean, I think maybe they'll do one or two, and then we might see all these people jump back into the game, mm-hmm. and it'd be a frenzy again. Yeah. So them to say six, like one at a time and then you know we'll see what happens yeah but. that's exactly why i've been buying recent like in this past year is because i'm like if they decide that they want to cut in 2024 it's going to be worse because we don't have the inventory yet mm-hmm. and they're going to cut start cutting rates they're going to have all this flood back and so the price is then going to escalate yeah i'm like i'm going to buy now and fi- if i can figure it out now like i can figure it out like later yeah so i I just foresee prices going up. Yeah, yeah. No, if you can make sense of the deal right now, if you can make it pencil in this current rate environment, you got a really good deal. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the cool thing with commercial financing too is you can do a rate modification for a couple hundred bucks yeah. and take advantage of mm-hmm. the lower interest rates down the road. Yeah, and that's buy awesome. it more discounted now. Yeah, you know, it's not wait. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. there's always something going on. You just gotta see what's out there. Yeah, exactly. that, are, are you seeing more? This may be a, a jumping ahead, but are you seeing more opportunities in the commercial? or just kind of whatever pencils so all my stuff is just like residential multifamily. gotcha uh, the financing is just in-house oh, yeah yeah uh in-house money but as far as like my cold calls people are way more receptive of yeah what would you mm-hmm. you know what would you offer yeah where before like last couple of years it usually takes me like 125 actual contacts to get to monetize a deal mm-hmm. and now it's like yeah i'll hear out an offer you know before yeah. it was like yeah make me move everyone knows their value yeah, so yeah. switching so that's to a more showing me yeah. micro economic scale, you're seeing people become more receptive as yeah. of recent. Yeah, and I mean everyone's migrating here, so like, yeah. you know, we're insulated to some degree. You know, and again, that doesn't mean that you get over aggressive on whatever your parameters are, but if you can make sense of that deal, like, where are we going to be at in five years? Yeah. yeah, I was just telling Isaac too, just kind of speaking on that. In uh, in the last year to year and a half, I've chased and cold called. It's mostly self storage, oh, um, nice. in, or in and around this area and other rural parts, and uh, gotten a lot of feedback on like, you know, we're not interested right now. Not interested. Get calls all the time. Not interested. Um, and even just in the past month, as things have slowed down a little bit, we get into seasonality. Um, I've gotten three calls back from those folks, and so it just kind of they're and they're like, hey, I'm actually you know starting to think about. You know, and so that, it's starting to feel like things are cracking a little bit. Maybe people want to finally cash in. Um, and so it feels like there's a lot of opportunity out there, maybe behind the scenes that maybe not everybody else is seeing, but you're seeing because you're cold calling all yeah, the time yeah. or any of us are seeing because we're in the business, you know, regularly chasing properties down for other people. And so 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, tell tell us a little bit about that too. Your cold calling, uh, kind of what you're doing there, and then you know how how does that how's that coming to fruition right now? Yeah, so that's been really my main strategy since day one. Like that's my main source of trying to find discounted off market properties. Mm-hmm. So I'll basically what I first did when I started working with Ryan Russell's my partner. Shout yeah. out to Ryan. Um, I've heard him multiple times. I've just never met him or he's in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the first thing, so I met him and I had to call him like a number of times to even get some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was broke kid. Like I want to be an investor, but I don't know what that means. Can you tell me? Yeah. And, uh, he gave me a couple things to do and he was like, if you do that, holler at me when that's done and I'll show you more of the ropes. So that took some time. That's part of getting that duplex. Yep. Holler back at him. And he was like. You know, I think residential multifamily may be the play, you know, if you can, you know, try to contact some of these owners and if we can buy it at the right price, I'll partner with you. Yeah. And, you know, I just went for it. I scrubbed everything, called the counties, Washington Benton, pulled all the duplexes in both counties and then got a white pages subscription Mm -hmm. and just like busted it out, you know, just trying to figure out this script. Now I got it down, but like trying to figure out what works. And then doing the follow-up thing. And I didn't even really dial in the follow-up play until later. But, like, that's where the fortune is. The force is in the follow-up. Yeah. Like, so if you can get a system, a CRM, or some type of tracking, you know, because there's only so much you can keep in your head. For sure. Yeah. And I learned the hard way. Like, I was like, you know, we agreed to a price, but the timing wasn't right. And I forgot about them. I would randomly pass the proper something and holler at them. I pull a tax record, and they sold it. (laughs) He said he would sell it to me for it. To us for whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I got to dial that in. Mm-hmm. So anywho, that's been like, that's been the foundation of, of what I did. And it's, it's, it's real simple. It's just, you know, Hey, my name is Jared Martin. You know, I know this calls out of the blue, but I saw you on this property at one, two, three main street, just wanted to holler at you and see if you might have any interest considering an offer, you know, mm-hmm. and you do that over and over again. Hey, totally understand if now's not a good time, you know, would you mind if I touch base in a year from now? And then do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that puts you in a position that, oh, he does what he says he's going to do. And now you're like trying to build it, like put that wall down between you and a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, build a relationship. Yeah. I know you yeah. said 125 calls per one is about what it works out to playing devil's advocate a little bit. But would you say the 125 calls in there, you're going to get people that get upset, get mad at you. Maybe they're a little weird. Like, it, do, would you say it's worth it? I mean, I think it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've built a callus now, but yeah. like my main thing is like, if I can get that first call out of the way, that first address out of the way, I'm in a workflow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But every morning, I mean, I'm listening to Grant Cardown. I'm trying to get motivated. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm writing down my goals yeah. because if my why is bigger than my resistance, then I'm going to be more consistent. Yeah. So that's how I look at it. But again, like any strategy works, that's just what I've, what I've chose, yeah. you know. See, and dude, every time, you know, just with my cold calling experience, Isaac can say the same too, Zach, you probably say the same. It's like that first one, just getting over the hump of like the pit in your stomach yeah. and like making <laughs> and pressing that button. It's just like, and, it's, and most of the time people are, you know, fairly well receptive yeah. of it. They're just like, that's true. actually, we're not, we're not looking to sell right now, but thanks for calling yeah. kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, like you said, just even that one in 125 is like, I mean, as a numbers game, you, all you got to do is game. press the green button 125 times and you make money. Like I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you had a guarantee? You had a guarantee. Yeah. Right. Right. Would right. you say with like that simple script, like like it's extremely simple and straight to the point. People are pretty reset. Like it, it's going to be harder for someone to like get that mad 
at you for like calling just like hey if you're not looking to sell like whatever but yeah i mean if you open up a call and ask how they're doing or talk about i mean you don't know who this person is yeah straight to the point if you the faster you can get to that point the reason for my call you know people are going to appreciate that Mm because in one sentence they already know what the whole deal is yeah you know and you're also showing them hey i don't want to waste your time and i don't want to waste my time Mm -hmm. if there's any interest here let's explore that yeah if not you know i'll let you go i'd love to keep in touch well so, someone yeah. might have just died and they're like oh you called it a great time and i'm sure you've run across business instances like that yeah so life just, happens life happens yeah. in any market there's going to be things bought and sold and because life happens yeah. people die gotta people have kids grow yeah um so yeah or you just catch people on, on a bad day yeah mm-hmm. you know because there's some names that stick out in my mind i'm like daggum i do not want to <laughs> and some of those people own multiple properties you know yeah. and they're distressed and it's like man, I got to call them again. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you call them again and they're in a better mood and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, some of that factors into it too, yeah. you know. On that on that topic, would you be able to, and we can circle back to yeah. any, any of this, but would you be able to walk us through a one, either like a nightmare deal or like a nightmare transaction? Do you have any that stick out in your mind? Um, We have two that, I mean, we lost money on. We, you know, the cost was higher than what we anticipated, but well, let's, let's start like, from first phone call, maybe like a five minute for first phone call, financing, what I have on here, like first call financing, like how you negotiated it and then like what ended up happening. Okay. Just like a recent deal or I, or just, uh, uh you have a like, favorite part. I mean, I mean, lean I mean like, away from the nightmare, like the night, the nightmare deal that like, how, how did that come to fruition? Like, okay. Just how did that the work? The call out? to the end where you lost money. Yeah. So, um, we got lucky. So that turned out not so great. So there was a street in Farmington and um, it was a cold call. The guy was willing to, you know, let me walk through the property. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, like when I say, will you consider an offer and they say yes, I'm saying awesome, you know, appreciate that. Just a few questions about the property. Yeah. So then you gauge condition. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, in order for me to really get a better idea, I'd love to get my eyes on it, Yeah. you know, and then we walk through. So anyway, so that's how that cold call transition and, uh, and sometimes we'll even write the offer on just paragraph 30. We'll do subject to a walkthrough. Yeah. So anyway, so we walk over to the guy's property and another, another line that we do is, you know, uh, do you have a price in mind that you'd accept for the property just to avoid going back and forth? If you have a number, we'll back into that and see if we can make that work for you. Right. Which all I'm asking is what's the lowest thing you take for your property? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, but it disarms them. Cause at the end of the day, if it's not a win-win, like we're not interested in doing it either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so, uh, we ended up buying that property. It worked out. We flipped it. And then the guy across the street said, Hey, um, I'll sell my property to you guys too. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out from under mine too. Yeah. And, uh, me and my partner were excited cause like this one went really smooth and, uh, we bought that and we bought it sight unseen, and uh, once we got into it, like there was um, like spray insulation all through the the vents under the home. Yeah, like just like how, how much did you buy it for? We you bought that for like one thirty five, rough, and we sold it for one. We sold it. What did we sell it for? For like one twenty five. Mm. Okay. Oh, well, wow. we we actually so we actually once we walked through the whole thing, we were like, we're gonna lose more money if we remodel this and sell it. Yeah. yeah. So we just took our losses on the front end. You're just like whatever. We're like, daggum, let's not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah. Right. Don't waste time. To- what's the yeah uh, exactly yeah. What's the what's your experience before real estate question? What did you do in um, college? What's your it was in? business finance. Okay. Yeah. So my 
I've never done a flip before per se. Like I always buy things kind of pretty turnkey and just make the financing yeah. work. But uh, like, how do you walk through it and just like price things? Like, is that something you've learned as you go? Yeah. Like, well, I see this. Like, what what was your first experience like that? Was it the mentor that helped you with? Oh that yeah, piece? he's been. He's like showed me the ropes on everything. Okay. So like anything that I do is modeling what he's done because it works. Right. You know. Yeah. So like our parameters are. Our bread and butter is single family houses under 2,000 square feet in Washington mm-hmm. Benton County. So, Retail, doesn't matter. Yeah, bedroom, matter. bedroom. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So once we know like roughly the age of the big ticket items, the roof and HVAC, then on that square footage, depending where it's at, like especially if it's on a concrete slab, yeah, like there's not it's there's within not you know a certain range that we can feel really good about you know making a verbal offer and tying that thing up. Yeah. Um. And now one thing like we pride ourselves on is if we get it tied up, like we don't renegotiate the deal. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where we val- like, add value to other realtors is like, you know, if y'all bring us a deal that's a viable deal, like the pencils, it'll be a quick, easy, like we're not mm-hmm. going to, we're not going to make this hard on you. Get into yeah. the inspection period, be like, well, we buy that. Now we need. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. there's, there's, you know, and no, there's no right or wrong way, but there's investors that, you know, they would get under contract, the realtor's super excited and then they, just put them through the they grind. Know, yeah. They know in their mind they're going for less. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's not a ton of fun. That's not yeah. a ton of fun for the seller either. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So on your everyday deal, um, budget-wise, when you walk in there, what what is it, I mean, where do you end up landing compared to where your, your you know, your thoughts are initially, I guess, tip, on a typical deal? Like an everyday deal you buy today, are you, are you landing, you know, 10% below what you project? Are you landing, you know, five percent below five percent above yeah i mean our returns like probably 15 percent yeah you know on what we're flipping at 15 20 percent um our remodel cost is like you know anywhere from 10 to 50 you know here. usually not yeah. more than that because if we're getting more than that then that job's too big yeah. yeah especially with like if we're holding property for four to six months you know what kind of market are we in the six months mm-hmm. yep. yeah true you know so right now we're like really dialing in on Hey, let's not talk each other into buying this one or that one. Yeah. Like it really depends exactly. on the front end or we're moving on. Yeah. So, you know, and there's been a couple where we're like 10 grand off and it's like, it's hard enough finding a deal in this market. Yeah. Yeah. So those hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah. got to, or you can get, you can get pinched. So I guess you guys have a pretty, like when you're walking through, cause there are things that can bite you when you, when you start digging into a home, like, I don't know. Do you, do you guys often find that you don't miss much on your initial walkthrough and you're just able to close on it and not you're not finding anything bite you in the butt on as far as fixing it up? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I mean we we lost on two of them, so right. like our that's pretty good. Pretty, yeah, it's not pretty good ratio. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And like Ryan, he has a guy that works for him full time. That you know, it's the same play. Like we don't get fancy with our remodels. It's mm-hmm. here's the address. Here's the box code. You know, here you go. Yeah. And then we just check on it periodically to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you have that in-house, you know, that keeps a good, you know, idea of I'm going to roughly come in about here on cost. Yeah. And this guy, you know, is consistent. So yeah, once nice. you can get those variables, because the construct, like the, the remodel side is, you know, contractors come and go. So if you can find good ones, like do you want to keep those guys busy yeah exactly mm-hmm. keep them keep their wood yeah walk us through some uh, like a deal you did i've done recently okay um, maybe just from start to finish yeah um well i'm in the middle of it right now sure um, that one's great. okay so there was one 
uh, this broker actually brought to me. It was an off-market deal. And I actually been following up with him on the deal since like 2019. Hey, yeah. whenever this guy's because I knew he had a relationship with this broker. And I was like, whenever that guy's ready to sell, you know, I'd love for you to keep me in mind or whatever. And uh, so he hollers at me this year. And uh, it actually fell through, I think, with another buyer, mm-hmm. you know. And then he, he called me next, which I'm just grateful I got the call. And all. Right, right. And uh, so I already knew all about this deal because I've had my eyes on it for a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so on that deal, um, are we talking numbers or just like? We're talking about okay. if, if you feel comfortable yeah. talking. So um, it, was, it was two buildings, eight units apiece. So it's a 16-unit property next to each other. Yep. And we originally got it under contract for a million. And, um, Good. and then, you know, the the roofs needed to replace. I had my HVAC guy go over there. They had PTAC units in the one bedrooms and HVACs on the back on the mm-hmm. on the two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, every one of these are like on their last leg. I can't believe they're still running. Right. Mm-hmm. So and I hated doing this, but I went back to the broker and was like, here's the deal. Like these are big ones that I can't just like slide yeah. through. Like I gotta come back to you on yeah, this one. Yeah. So I was like, here's the full thing. Um, you know, what if we asked for like 75% of it, which I was asking for like another, another hundred off. Yeah. I was like, could we get another 60 off? Yeah. And he was like, well, let me ask. And so he was able to get that done. Okay. So I ended up getting it and closing it at 940. Yeah. And then the after repair value on the desk eval came in at 1.4. That's great. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, nice. um, so what was really cool is since it was so discounted, the bank net funded the deal. Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then since the spread between 940 and 82% loan to value is roughly 200, mm-hmm. they gave me that as a line to renovate the property. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, so man. I'm on an interest only construction loan, basically. Zero dollars out of pocket. Yeah. 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 So then that expires September 1st of 2024. So now you're going through the renovation. Three process. units at a time. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. kicked everyone out at once or? No, that's why I'm doing three units at a time okay. so that the tenants I inherited can keep servicing that debt. Keep helping. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, you know, I'm not putting myself in a position to where I'm eating more of that payment yeah. than I want. Are you, uh, are you pretty like, this sounds bad. Are you loyal to lenders or you shop around everything? Like how's that relationship with the bank where you were able to pull that off? Yeah. So, so on this stuff, I mean, commercial banking is relationship banking. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the more value you can bring to that banker. So like another thing too, like as far as what's helped me is, you know, find a mentor that's done it uh-huh. and figure out how to add value to that guy mm-hmm. so yeah. you can get Big. access to that counsel yeah. and then work to be as bankable as possible. Gotcha. So like, with these lenders, for example, like I'm not bringing them anything unless like I've already worked through it. I ran it by, you know, my guys. They're paying attention. Right. They're paying attention when you call. Yeah. yeah. Because every time that I call, I'm hoping that like they're getting excited that, hey, this yeah. is a safe, uh, another yeah. safe deal. Because yeah. you're building your reputation with mm-hmm. that banker. Yeah. So That's a good point. the more that, you know, your portfolio grows, you're building this reputation, you know, financing continues to open up because you're not as risky. You're not risky. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. So. So that's the goal. But yeah, so we're doing three units at a time and um, hopefully that'll play out, you know, a couple months before yeah. the yeah. first of 24. How much per unit are you having to spend about? Yeah. So the two bedrooms, I'm at 12.5 and the one bedrooms, I'm, I'm at 9,500. Is that basically a full like update or is it like picking and choosing what you update? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just cosmetic updates. It's on a concrete slab. Okay. I change out the roofs and the H. I mean, I'm changing out the HVACs as I come across them. Those are the big roof. That's the only big ticket items. So I'm putting plank in, 
I do repost gray for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I even paint the countertops unless they're already yeah. you know, decent. I'm not putting granite or anything like that in there. Yeah. Replace the light fixtures. Um, my handyman does like the doors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if the pools, you know, if all that's decent looking, I, I leave all that. Yeah. And the hinges, I don't really worry about that. And then um, I got I got one of the one one of the two bedrooms at nine seventy five now, and one of the one bedrooms at seven ninety five. So nice. oh, wow, yeah, it's nice. a workout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's the strategy for this this uh, sixteen unit? Is it to sell once you get it get it rented out, stabilized, or is it to hold keep hold it hold? hold yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I mean I'm holding everything. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, have you so ever put you in a headlock now? Yeah, yeah. So so my whole like model is. And I do a little commissions too with a, with another partner on like the retail side. But my whole like motivation is, you know, adding value to my my mentor, my partner, you know, finding opportunities off market that we can flip together um, to get capital that way. On those cold calls, hey, you want a retail value? Okay, well, you know, I can get my other partner over there on a listing yeah. appointment, yeah. you know, and monetize mm-hmm. it that way. And then I have access to some other investors that might be a little bit more aggressive than we are. Like, hey, there's some meat on the bone. Sign up for us. Yeah, but someone will buy this. Yeah, and then they'll pay me like a fine. Doesn't, doesn't fit your buy box. But all that is so that I can be burning that capital into rentals. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's like the long game. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's going to pay every month. But yeah. you know, what I'm doing is a job. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like if I stop pushing that pedal, like it stops. Yeah, yeah. You know? that that that's awesome. So, uh, were were you saying that the after repair value they had at one point four? Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that that's really good. That's a killer deal because I'm kind of working through a 16 unit right now that's like 2.9. So like, I mean, it all comes down to the numbers though. Like, if that rent's awesome, yeah. I mean, the rent, the rent's like it does it does pencil out, but like it, it of course it depends. Like a 16 unit could be worth a million or it could yeah, be worth yeah, three. I mean, it just depends on the numbers. Um, but I I as soon as you said 16 units around a million, it's just like. Whole, like if that hit the market like that, that's why. So that would be grateful. How did you find that one? It was this, uh, you said an agent called you. Or yeah, called yeah. You? So we came across it in 2019. Oh man, uh, long play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just been in touch with the guys. Like you've you been in touch with the the owner or just, no that broker. Oh, broker. Okay. So yeah. So in, whenever a realtor or a broker brings a deal to me, like our whole model is repeat business. So right. like the last yeah. thing we're ever going to do is backdoor one of those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So. Even if, yeah, like, there's no way I'm going to go direct to that seller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's he's good. taking care of him. Yeah. yeah. And, he, you know, he represented me on that deal, too. So, yeah, yeah. So he loved that. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I'm right. happy. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So I mean, let's dive into, you guys want to dive into, like, some of the strategies besides cold calling that could potentially work and, and your thoughts on that. Yeah. That works for you. So one thing that I've seen from what Henry Washington does now, I think he, he used to potentially do, do you know Henry Washington? Yeah. Yeah. I think he used to do like cold calling and stuff, but it seems like he's doing more like REI call center things now where he's having the company call for him. Okay. And, and I think it's he's like also, I think he's, also, like I think he's doing a couple like mailing out stuff. Them. Yeah. REI call center, which I know he's, pro- he's promoted them, which I, I'm just using Henry Washington. <laughs> Henry Washington, if you're listening, we love you. We love your stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's on the ads. That's why we got to say Yeah. Aria yeah. Call Center, he's on the ads. Yeah, yeah. he's literally on the ads. So, like, Aria Call Center is just throw you a bone. Yeah. They throw you a bone for the shout out. I know. Yeah, they, they really do. Like, what, send us what some do deals. We'll call it a day. For, like, someone using, like, because, like, for me personally, like, if I'm like, okay, like, I'm personally trying to find a flip right now, like, I am, but, like, my strategy is, like, can I 
find anything on the MLS and find a really motivated seller and like get like 50k off of what they're asking and so like that's what I'm going after right now because like for me personally like and you you may just like be like suck it up and just call people <laughs> I hate I like I hate the thought of reject because I my first job was in uh printer sales yeah and so every day I was doing 20 cold calls walking into businesses and I got so worn out with it I was like you know what I don't ever want to do that again and so like now I would rather pay someone to like cold call for me like do you think that's a yeah I mean so feel free to be mean to him and call him a week so I'm sorry sucking up over here to call, call me Zach yeah. um, so so I've just stuck with cold calling because I started out when I was just bro like I didn't have any money to pay or to leverage whatever the activity is so you just rode that out yeah and now I'm like more comfortable with it like you know that's just part of my daily activities why would you pay somebody when you're so yeah. comfortable yeah so um i mean my i guess my advice would be you know whatever you choose to move forward with that's that fits best with you mm -hmm. if you can be consistent because consistent plus consistency plus time is where your results are going to be mm -hmm. right so like instead of being scatterbrained and trying a bunch trying a bunch of different things out do this for two weeks I'd, do this for two weeks do this yeah yeah i would really dial in like get to know your metrics on everything and just be like, this is my way that I'm going to find my next. No, like I got to yeah. spend ten thousand dollars with this company to get one deal, or I got to spend yeah. five thousand dollars on mailouts to get one deal over time. Then you're like, okay, like we can start pumping in some more money now because we got the styled ends. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. But but I mean, at any point, you know, at any channel you decide to pursue, like you have to some that some degree get comfortable with rejection, and, yeah. and it's not personal. Yeah. Like right, you know, like some people are just going to be like that. Yeah. But, you know, you got to keep reflecting. And that's what it's been like writing down your goals. Like, mm. why am I willing to get kicked in the teeth? Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I'm trying to do this. And I can do this if I stick with it. But this is some of the, you know, the thing that I'm trying to avoid is usually the thing you have to go through, mm -hmm. you know, to get to those, you know, the other side of those goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me transition into on that because um, I hate cold calling too. I didn't mean to call Zach a Whitney, but I hate it. It sucks. <laughs> no, it sucks I, mean, so I bad. love it. But yeah, but yeah. so take us through. Well, I'm curious about like this is your this is your full time deal. This is what you decided to do. What's like you wake up in the morning? I have like you sit down, you write your goals, you listen to some sort of motivational thing, and you just hit the phones. Like is that every day, or it depends on what the project's doing? Or? Yeah, like Tuesday through Thursday, I'm getting like two hours a day of of calls in. Okay, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's yeah. where I'm trying to yeah. like really mm -hmm. meet some or make new contacts, get them plugged into the CRM. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you use for your CRM? Boomtown. Okay, I've never heard of Boomtown. It's it's like a website. B O O M. Yeah, Town? yeah. Okay. You can add like, you know. <clears throat> Uh, pay-per-click or whatever leads to that. We but should be getting sponsored by these people. Let me tell you. We should. <laughs> I just, dude, I'm, I'm a, I'm a slut for software. Like I really am. Like if it, if I'm gonna name that the title of the episode. Dude, please. Slut, like <laughs> if you can make my life easier, like I'll get some I want it, man. I want it so bad because I use Notion right now, and it's like it's great if you're smart, but I'm not. So so yeah. boom town. So is okay. the goal for you just immediately if you have somebody that's interested? Is it the goal for you to get in front of them? at all cost or, or what's kind of the approach I, i've seen that like, that's like really um that's really valuable especially like on listing appointments yeah. but but you know to get the listing to sell it on the market mm -hmm. but as far as like the flips that we do the majority of the deals that we've tied up is all done on the phone mm -hmm. yeah you know i'm able to 
you know, agree to terms. I send the contract over them for the for them to review through like DocuSign, mm-hmm. and then we have a binding contract, and it has that subject to a walkthrough. So the first time that we're actually that's your these people is that paragraph thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we rarely ever, you know, terminate that. Yeah, but like just so we know because. Most times, you know, they're going to tell you condition and then you're going to walk through and be like, ah, yeah. There's yeah, a border house. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we price accordingly. Like yeah. we price, yeah. work it. So you, you never get to that point on the first call though. Like if, if you got somebody that's like, yeah, I'm willing to sell what you give me for it. Like you get that information. Do you have a number in mind you'd pay for it before you hit call? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I never give them that number. No, no, no. So I mean, I know you don't give them, but in your head, when you hit call, you know what you would like to pay for the property to make yeah. money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I'm calling, you know. A full set. You're not just hitting or, call yeah. and like winging it. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. So I have the address, I have their numbers, mm-hmm. I have what they bought it for, and I have how long they've owned it for. Okay. So like, and, and on that list, like there, there's value there too, because like, you don't want to be calling on people that have owned the property for two years. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't have any equity in it. Yeah. You know, they're, or, or you don't want to buy or call someone that just has like new construction because there's not enough time for like deferred maintenance. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're looking for problems to solve for these people. Yeah. So that's what Brandon yeah. and I ran into. That's good. One of our lists, we we just set one parameter or something, and like we were getting like these eight hundred thousand dollar homes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> yeah. And then, and then just thinking back to our experience too, we had two opportunities probably that we could have cashed in on, and just didn't seal the deal. And so I, I think yeah. one in Centerton that was she was fixing to get foreclosed on, um, and we sat down with her. She was like, somebody just. You know, I had, I've had people cuss me out on the phone because I wouldn't sell it, but I'm thankful that you came in person. And I can see you face to face, and this is feel good. Like exactly, and we walked around the property, and and we should have like thinking back, closed it there. We should have closed it there, been like, what do you need to get this deal done? And instead, I left saying, you know, I'm gonna go take a look at the numbers and let you know what we think we can we we can purchase. And it came to me, and I was like, yeah, let's slow ball them. And it turned, yeah, and it, and it, well, it, it in hindsight, like it turned out, yeah, let's make her cry again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it turned it turned out what we offered uh, exactly was obviously not bit. enough. She she didn't like she kind of ghosted us for a little bit. She kind of texted back here and there, but she ended up getting foreclosed on. She just let yeah, it go, yeah. and I and it was, was just like yeah. So what what's like for you if you do get in front of somebody? Um, like how do you close that deal? What's like is there a line like hey you know I would love to know what you what it takes today to get it done or, or yeah, is there yeah. that goes back to you know do you have a, a number in mind because. Once we know that number, what we'll do is back into that and see if we can make that work for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and if they say no, you're the one that called me. That, totally understand. A lot of sellers have a price in mind, so if we yeah. can get that out first, you know, that avoids going back and forth. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I mean, you got to bite your lip and make your offer. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And then now it's cool because with this other partner I have, it's hey, that's no, lo- that's too low. I'd never sell for that. Totally understand. Well, what I'd love to do is present to you option two. I can let you know what some retail values are, even even in y'all's condition, and it can get you closer to that number that you're wanting to walk away with. Yeah. Would you be open to that? Then you'd want to meet in person. Then you're going to get that. Back. Listen, then you're going to kick back yeah. from your yeah. Right. yeah. Let's uh, let's transition into a period, a little a talk track of goal setting, uh, because of course this Jared Martin right now, your goals are for a. 35 45 year old jared martin like you're you're looking towards the future and i'm sure you have goals set out that far and even further so what is do you have certain goals in mind that like hey i want a certain number of you i want 100 units i want 200 units or is it a cash flow number or is it just a 
I want to be operationally relevant where I don't necessarily have to work on my business every day. What, what are the, what is I, that? I'm like? leaning more toward, I mean, I want to keep growing, you know, I'm still hungry. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's fun. You know, I love real estate. Yeah. Um, but what's definitely going to be mixed into those goals going forward is leveraging more. Mm-hmm. Like recently I got a property manager, you know, for four months and that's been like just a total game changer Yeah, because I was managing 38 units by myself and like July 4th, I got like 12 calls and everyone's <laughs> in a bad mood. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing this to get more freedom. Yeah. You know, and luckily like I, some guys connected me with an awesome property manager. Yeah. And, um, they've been great, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, especially with every turnover, these tenants don't have my cell phone number anymore. Yes. So like they're, they're the ones having the hard conversations, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just making the big, bigger decision stuff. Yeah. So, um, so leveraging and then like this next couple of weeks, I'm going to do goal setting and yeah. say, what I like to do is read this book traction. Yeah. I've heard that by Gina Wickman. It's so good. And they go by three years at a time. Um, and then kind of reverse engineer from mm-hmm. that three year goal. Yeah. And that's what I did from 27 to 30. So yeah. Uh, How old are you right now? 30. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Wife and I just did a three year, a three, a five and an eight year plan. And that was really it, it just like really, I, I, I really believe in goal setting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, if you don't know what you're shooting for, you're just going to be throwing darts at a dartboard that isn't there. Yeah, it brings clarity. And, and so like our buy box just got a lot clearer. Our, what we're doing every year got a lot clearer. And if we do over that, like, I think it's very attainable. And if we do over that, it's icing on the cake. But we, we know exactly how many homes we want. We know the types of homes we want. And we know how we're going to get them now. And it's like this clarity that we never had before that we wouldn't have without you know, we, we have always goal set, but like, if you're listening to this, like, and you, you're just like, oh, I think I need to get into real estate. I would encourage you to like, sit down and be like, why do I, I want to get in real estate? Yeah. And what's the parameters are around that? Because if you're just like getting into real estate, just cause it sounds like a great idea, you're probably going to fail. I mm-hmm. think everyone would agree yeah. with that as well. Um, I, I think as far as goal setting goes, another really big thing, and I think you, you, all of us would attest to this. I guess we're all married. Having the wife on board is like night and day difference um, yeah, for awesome. going towards those real estate goals. If mm-hmm. you can, and we could do a whole nother episode on this. And I actually have plans to bring on like uh, a wife of a high level investor and like say like, what's it like being in that supportive role and having to be kind of the property manager at some points and like, what was it like jumping on the train? But um can you guys speak to like your wife's getting on board with the goals, the goals for the you guys yeah. had in play? Yeah. I, I think about, uh, I think about back to Grant Cardone. I think about like, as a real estate guy, you just, you know, like your, your job and your goal is to try to be broke all the time, right? You, you gain <laughs> capital and then you Amen. push it into something that you believe in, which yeah. is real estate. Yeah. And, uh, so like, you know, I think that's why it's so important to make sure that our wives are on board or any investors' wives are on board is that, you know, that, hey, our our plan is to be able to accumulate doing our jobs or doing what we need to do and then to push it all into something that we believe in for the long term. So we're not, may, we may not see benefit now, but we're going to see benefit in 10, 20 years or whatever. And so, like for me, my my goal right now is to like try to replace my wife's income. And so, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the time that we want to have kids, Lord willing, that she can make a decision whether she wants to go back to work or not. 
Yeah. And so small goal like that, but that's that's like our immediate why and, and something that I think about, like you said, before I pick up the phone and cold call in the mornings. And, um, and so I think, I think that's important to know the why, but then on top of that, like having wife understand, you know, what you're pushing for, Mm -hmm. uh, short term and then what, what you all want to do long term is as you provide for kids or whatever it looks like. Um, and, and without that, I think it just leads to conflict and it leads to like clarity in all things, I think helps whether it's in, in business or whether it's in your relationships. And so mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, exactly what you said. Um, be able to have somebody that can see down the road a little bit further. Like, um, I know both of you guys actively lived with your parents yeah. <laughs> or wife still parents. doing it yeah. still doing it yeah. we got 10 more days to, okay two more days <laughs> then i can so yeah so That's i mean like having somebody that would sacrifice that uh to attain some goals like me and my wife were living in a very tiny house because it was our smallest mortgage and we're like mm-hmm. which one of these which house should we live in to make the most cash flow mm-hmm. so it's, it was me i'm six six two seventy five <laughs> Uh, my wife's a little Filipino girl, so she doesn't count. But then we have a, like a hundred pound pit bull, and we're in a thousand square feet. And like my head's hitting the chandeliers, and like we can't have the ceiling fans on, or I'm getting taken out. And yeah. we did that for two years. Um, and even when when we got engaged and we were planning our wedding, um, we kind of sat down, and I had been cold calling on some stuff, and I was like, you know, if we elope, I can buy this storage facility. And she was like, done. Like, didn't even think about it. That's cool. amazing. And so yeah. um, we took the money that we were going to spend on a wedding and put it into real estate. And, like, it's hard for – it. it's not a fun conversation because, like, a wedding is, like, something girls do about their entire life. But um, I, I got super lucky, and, like, her goals are just being a mom and anything she can do to get closer to, to being the best mom she can be yeah. and being yeah. with the kids. So, um, yeah, it's hard to find them, but – I think we all did a really good job. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. See, did you see any pushback when you started this? With I mean, I guess from the very start, you said uh, when y'all were engaged, you yeah, deal, so. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I think communications, everything. I mean, Karen. I mean, she doesn't really care to know the, all the details mm-hmm. of what I'm doing, but she fully supports me. Mm-hmm. You know, and she knows that I have our family's best interests in mind. Yeah, and like that's all I need. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what I'm doing it for. Yeah, yeah. And on top of being like just an amazing wife, she's an awesome mom. You know, I got it made on that end. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that support, though, you know, that changes everything. Shout shout out to the wives. Yeah, shout out to the wives. Amen. (laughs) The blessing, man. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, do you want to give Homestead Inc. a quick shout out? You know, hey, if if you're listening to this or watching this and you have a distressed property, um, of course, I'm looking for a flip, but they're a great resource as well. If you want to give a quick shout out to your company and... No, yeah, I appreciate that. What, yeah, kind of all this was, but yeah. So Homestead Inc. Uh, we flip properties. Uh, some of our parameters are, you know, single family houses, ideally under two thousand square feet, um, that are typically distressed owners needing a quick cash close for some reason. Um, the advantage for you as a realtor to keep us in mind when you come across those deals is you get paid two different ways potentially. One is if it's a pocket listing and it hasn't hit the market yet. Even though we're licensed, we'll have you represent us too, and you can double side that commission. If it's a situation where you know a seller, but they can't afford to pay you a commission or they just don't like realtors, well, since we're licensed, we'll pay you 3% ourselves for you just bringing us a viable deal. Nice. So bottom line, you're getting compensated. Yep. 
Yeah. And our goal is repeat business. So if you want quick commissions, we'd love the opportunity to do some business with you. That's awesome. That's mm, awesome. That's great. Um, did you want, you said you had goals and your, some goals in there. These are just like my past goals. I was just going to show it's you. All. Man, flash that's a distressed book. I don't want to play. That thing's been through some stuff. You've had that for a while. So what, man, what is it? Like crazy, man. Yeah. Is of goals. That, I mean, that's what, that's, that's amazing. what it takes. I mean, yeah. you have, you have subconsciously, if our, our brains are a supercomputer, so you've subconsciously and consciously ingrained those goals in your brain. Like our brain literally creates not to get too in the science of things, but like creates path, physical pathways and, and neuron pathways of our thinking. And so if we're thinking something's not possible, we'll have like almost like, you know how if you pour water down a hill consistently, it'll create a pathway. And so if we have negative thoughts towards investing or picking up that call, like our thoughts tend to trend towards that, that beaten out path. Mm -hmm. And so we have to and, you know, if we want that to be filled in with dirt and a new pathway to be taken, it's the same thing with our brain. As, as much as it is thinking, our brains are physical. And so we, we literally have to write it down and change our thoughts to create a new pathway for, I know you guys weren't asking for that science lesson. That's That's great. I listen to the Ackerman Labs in my free time, so this is about the same thing. So <laughs> you, have to, you have to write down over and over again, tell yourself, uh, goal set, and then your brain's like, okay, like, Picking up this phone is a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. And even, although they will be uncomfortable, like what's waiting on the other side here for me in 10 years when I'm, you know, taking a vacation for a month in Colorado and I have $20,000 of passive income coming in net, mm -hmm. then I'm a happy camper and I'm doing this for that. Yeah. And you're going to feel good about making those calls. Like you're going to yeah. feel good about getting kicked in the teeth, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I have a question that's kind of personal, like my experience. We can kind of talk about whatever sure. at this point. Like, yeah, I, I feel like. Um, we've gone through kind of our big list. So obviously like we're all trying to get to the 54 unit. Like you may not feel like a big fish, but to us, you're a huge fish. Um, at what point, like I find myself struggling, um, taking vacations. Like if I go out of town, I'm like, is something going to break? Oh my gosh. Like, um, am I working hard enough? How am I going to pay these mortgages? If somebody moves out, um, all these like negative thoughts, did that help? Like the property manager kind of solve those? Yeah. Or uh, last year, actually. When did that like, go away? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still like always going to be a level to that. Sure. You know, I'm always beating myself up with like not having a productive day. You're right. Yeah. Day. I didn't push it today, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's like a, it's like a blessing and a curse, you yeah. know, but that's what keeps the ball moving forward. Um, last year I was like battling with like complacency, mm -hmm. you know, and that like some of my numbers in certain areas just weren't even, it was just for a lack of pushing it as hard as I could. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of that was from like isolation because a lot of the time I'm just like in my own bubble. Mm -hmm. you know? point. Yeah. And I would just go to the same coffee shop, get my calls in. Yeah. And like some days, you know, rejection's harder than others. Mm -hmm. And like it makes the next day even harder. Mm -hmm. And sure. if you're not around people that are kind of going through the same obstacles to like, push you and you mm -hmm. pour into them, uh, you know, that can weigh on you. Yeah. So I got plugged in with like a coach, accountability yeah. coach. Okay. And uh, we just kind of go over numbers. How am I tracking? I talk through, you know, things I'm struggling with or whatever. And just to like air that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Helps a ton. That's yeah. awesome. Or back in the office now, you know, yeah. I'm hearing my other partner making his calls. Or we can, you, you know, I'll get chewed out and be like, did you hear that? <laughs> you know, yeah. you have to sit there and like stare at the ground for five minutes by yourself. Yeah. And my tears just dripping just into my dog. replay again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Dag, um, dag. yeah, that's good. So, so is, is there a point kind of going back to goals? You're, you're at 54 units, right? Yeah. Uh, is there like a, 
And I, like my dad always used to have a goal of 100 units. So I, that was my goal for a while. Um, you know, as I as I get more into it, I, I'm starting to think, I start to think more like, man, what if I could just get 10 and pay them off? You know, like mm-hmm. what what is that? Do you have the, a goal in mind like that? Like, do I, you want to, you said you want to continue to push it. Is there a point though that, that you stop and maybe just push, yeah. push to pay those off or what? what is I mean, that? I don't see the stop in, in sight yet. The, the thrill of getting the deal is like so fun too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I love that part. I love getting more experience on, you know, finding new problems and, and moving through them, you know, cause that's more experience that I'm familiar with now. Yeah. And I love adding value to my circle. So like if I can get my banker another safe deal, mm-hmm. you know, that's another transaction for my, you know, title company. Mm-hmm. That's more work for my, you know, handyman, those guys, all these contractors, like all that has a return on it too. Yeah. yeah. So the more you you grow, it's not just you. Like yeah. you're adding value to a lot of people around you. And that's just as fun. Yeah. yeah. You're feeding mouths. Yeah. 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 And you're like building out your team. So, you know, I think I think what I've seen is like I didn't really have a big number until I was like a year or two in with working with Ryan. And I was like, okay, what does this look like? And then I shot for a goal that made me uncomfortable that I really didn't think I could hit, but I was gonna try. Yeah. And as you get more properties, it all compounds. Like mm-hmm. all of it builds momentum. You know, mm-hmm. appreciation, debt pay down, cash flow raises, you know, de- rent increases. Yeah. Um, all that is working. You're just doing one piece of trying to f- add another rental. Mm-hmm. So you'll look up in a couple of years and maybe you could get a line on that now. So you can leverage, you like that, you look back to that first property, hey, I can leverage this and yeah. get this and this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, even with y'all's goals, like you're going to see a couple of years down the road, like, oh, maybe we can shoot a little higher. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. It's already you know, been that. Yeah. Well, because we, Right now, we're kind of at this, like, if we just got the 20 properties, like, baseline, baseline goal, if we got 20 properties, like, let's just say good single families, Mm -hmm. and we, our income's to the point where, like, we can throw chunks at these and, like, get them paid off quicker. And so, like, if at a bare minimum, we just did that, we'd have 20 properties by the age of 45 that were paid off completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that that could be, that's extremely attainable. Um, or, you know, you just keep leveraging, keep leveraging, keep, keep acquiring net. And then we get to 40 and maybe, maybe yeah. you pay stuff off at 60 instead, but you have more cash flow on the, you know, so yeah. it, it, it's, I've even noticed in the last two years, it changes so much, but like, at least if we have like somewhat of a target and I know my buy box, it helps a lot. Yeah. 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 I don't remember who it was, but it was a bigger pockets guest that took the strategy of he doesn't buy his next one until he pays it off. And it didn't. That's which is like game. the opposite. It's a very long game, but <laughs> now he's like in his fifties and he can just compound everything into that mortgage. Oh, so it's like, he was 50 and now he has so, one paid off rent. No, 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 no. <laughs> so he, he was, he was doing it part time. So he's like, he's throwing like all his W2 at it and then he pays it off and he's like, cool. Now I got this $2,000 check coming in. So his next property is all of his W2 and $2,000. And now it's like, he was saying when he buys a property, it's like, yeah, I paid off in a year or two. And then I go buy another one. He's like, but I so won't buy another one until I pay it off. But at once like, at one point it was rough, and then it like yes. got to this point where compound interest. Com- it's like, basically compound interest yeah. with rents. And I was yeah. like, that's pretty. That sounds nice. I just think yeah. real estate is. But there's so many yeah. ways to do it. Like man. I could go for yeah. twenty. You could go for a thousand. Yeah. You could go for just a fifty unit, one fifty unit apartment mm-hmm. complex, and it could all work. You know. Yeah. And there's appreciation in rents, appreciation in value, depreciation on your taxes, um, and much more. You can leverage those properties. There, it's like 
Yeah. You know, basically you can look at your portfolio as a business and like you could get to a hundred and like your job could just be managing your own portfolio and you would be pl probably plenty busy. Like how could mm -hmm. I, maybe I have an extra 0.5 acres on this property that I could build a quadplex. And now I'm, my focus is on that the next six months. Mm -hmm. So like I just love real estate as opposed to stocks or some, something like that. And like mm -hmm. there, there's yeah. so many avenues to make money. And so I encourage you if you're listening, like talk to one of us and get rolling in it. I mean, yeah. yeah. And so Jared, this is a little bit off topic, but, uh, Northwest Arkansas, what, what do you see for the, the future? Here, obviously, we've got some incredible backing with some of the biggest companies in the world. Um, a lot of people want to be here. Is this the only market that you want to be in, and, and what do you see for the future? Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, I'm real bullish on Northwest Arkansas. So, I mean, if I, I'm not looking outside of out of this area mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. You know, I don't think, you know, you zoom out years down the road. I mean, you could buy just a halfway decent deal, and it's going to make a lot of sense down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not interested in looking outside of this area. I mean, that could change, but I'm dialed in here. You know, I love how it's growing. Yeah. I mean, we're on the map more and more every year. Yeah. You know, we're on. Yeah. Awesome. Do any of you guys have any ending thoughts? Jared, do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, when you said nightmare deal, I have a nightmare tenant story. Oh, yes. come on. Come on. Okay. Let's, now, let, let's wrap it up with that. Okay. So by the way, that recent deal I told you about, like there's a lot of hair on that deal. That's why those numbers look like that. Yeah, so like yeah. it's been a grind, but it, it, <laughs> it will work once we're done. Yeah. Um, so I was in, it's off Happy Hollow, South Fayetteville. That's where I went mm -hmm. to school. Oh, really? Yeah, Happy Hollow. Oh, nice. Yeah. The, um, Hawks, the Hawks. Okay, the shout Hawks. out. Cacao. Uh, so that come and go, <laughs> come and go over there. I saw a buddy that's an agent too, and he was talking to a police officer. I thought he got in like a fender bender or something. Oh. So I saw him the next morning at the office and I was like asking him about that. And he was like, he does Turo cars, yeah, like the yeah. rentals yeah, on the side. And uh, he said someone stole one of his Turo cars and it was a high, a high speed chase from Lowell all the way down to South Fayetteville. And the, the guy that stole the car got out one of these sketchy apartment buildings and ran into one of the units. Oh gosh. And I was like, oh no. I was like, where, what, like, what road was that on? What do you remember the address? <laughs> and he gave, he gave me the address. It was one of my tenants. No, one of the tenants I inherited, I'm inheriting a criminal. Oh, <laughs> no. So I told the property manager, I was like, hey, next up on this next wave, like they yeah, need to go. Bro. That's one of the ones that need to go next. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Small world. Oh, like, no, I, I was involved. Did you happen to have the exact address? Because that sounds. I was, a, I was in a high speed. <laughs> in line. I was in a high speed chase, and I went home. Is the craziest criminal story I've ever heard in my yeah. life. <laughs> You oh, over I, the thought, I, thought you about, I thought you were about to say that you. No, no, no. no. I'm saying that story. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, if I yeah, was yeah. a criminal, the last place honestly. I would do is drive home. Oh, I know, right? Go yeah, to your yeah, house. Exactly. Exactly. There's, That's there's, crazy. There's points like on the interstate. Like, I, I travel 80 to 85 on the interstate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I drive a Ram TRX. I'm like, I'm like man, if, if I really pass a cop, I'm just probably going to floor it. And until, like, he like, because, like, maybe to cut this part out. <laughs> Brad's on it's gonna take it's gonna take him a while to like get on and by that point like if i know i'm going like 86 or something he's gonna pull me out i'm like i'm gonna get off and you're gonna, you're gonna oh, run yeah, yeah. going 10 over yeah well no i mean that's I'm like just, a slice on the wrist dude i'm like, just saying well I'm if you're saying, going out if you're going 120 you're yeah take off. Off. you're going to jail like i might off. need to reevaluate my <laughs> driving goals i'm praying for you brother that's good you are the right vehicle for it thank you guys for tuning in to episode 25 uh we will get this posted and tune in because later this month 
we have um, an ex-Tyson CTO coming in to speak on his portfolio and uh, give us some insights. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Jared. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys.